From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. The journal Contemporary Pediatrics named an upstate pediatrician as a pediatric changemaker this year, and we're very happy to have Dr. Winterberry with us in the studio today. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. You uh, did your pediatric residency at Upstate from 2010 to 2013 um, in Syracuse when 50% of the Syracuse children were living in poverty, and Syracuse had the highest concentration of poverty for black and Hispanic children in the country. And for some people, that might be a reason not to settle in Syracuse. But for you, that was part of what made you want to stay. Is that correct? Absolutely. I mean, when starting my residency, I had the opportunity to work in the same clinic as a trainee and really learned the value and the joy of taking care of the families of Syracuse. And um, I would argue that the poverty experience in Syracuse is a challenge, not a detriment to our population. And I think these families are actually really wonderful to take care of. They're grateful people, they're resilient people, and they're people who, just like any other parents, care about their children and want them to grow up to be healthy, happy adults. And I think um, part of what contributes to the beautiful patchwork of our city is that you get to take care of kids from sort of all walks of life, but also all, all parts of the world. Um, and it's really nice to take care of a city full of kids who come from places where they've experienced adversity, but they're coming here to uh, start the rest of their lives. Well, as a doctor, that's, I imagine, got to be gratified. It, it seems like you've got a position where you are needed. Absolutely. can make a big impact. Absolutely. And I think any pediatrician makes an impact in the life of any child, really, but there are very concrete things that we can uh, ask a family about, talk to the family about, guide them on, and um, try to make a difference in the very early days of their lives when the building blocks are being put together for the kids' later success. Neat. Well, this um, award or recognition, the Pediatric Changemaker, that ties into your um, work with a diaper bank. So talk to me about what made you want to start a diaper bank and, and how it works? Um, so as a trainee, I think I was sort of given a crash course of sorts in what diaper need meant. Um, and for anyone who hasn't talked and read about this as obsessively as I have, um, diaper need loosely is when a family doesn't have the financial resources to be able to purchase diapers to change their child as often as they'd like or need to to keep them happy and healthy and clean. Um, when I was a resident, I took a call on a weekend night from a mom who said, my child's had a stomach bug. And so expectedly, we've gone through our whole supply of diapers for the month very quickly. And I don't have anything to buy more. And so my child's in a plastic bag. What can you do for me? And you can imagine that's a devastating call as a mom to have to make. And I felt even worse that I didn't have anywhere to point her at the time. And it's not as a criticism of the city. It just wasn't really built into the infrastructure, I think, recognized locally at the time that this was a need for some of our families. Um, and so... I had that story in the back of my mind, and then in the that same journal that I was lucky enough to be featured in, Contemporary Pediatrics had an article about the concept of a diaper bank and what it meant. Uh, that was written by a woman who um, 
uh, it runs Diaper Bank National Network. Um, and she introduced the idea that some communities put together resources for families to be able to go to just like a food bank and get diapers. Um, and so that started in my office through a grant from the Upstate Foundation in a very small way. If you can picture my office um, full of stacks of diapers, that's how it worked in the beginning. But we realized that our need in clinic quickly outpaced what I was able to provide. And so thankfully... So originally the diaper bank was your office. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, I stress this is a very small operation. This was um, literally myself and one of the nurse practitioners, Wendy Broughton, in our office going to a local um, business and buying ridiculous amounts of diapers and bringing them back to our clinic in her minivan. Um, but thankfully, there was a like-minded group of women in our community who started a much more formal, larger, sustainable Central New York Diaper Bank that we've been lucky enough to partner with um, since November of 2016. They started in May 2016. We came on board in November, and they've been able to provide us a much more sustainable supply. So why is diaper need so high? It's got to be tied to poverty, right? Why is, it, why is the diaper need so high, though? Um, it's tied to poverty, but it also can be experienced by families who wouldn't be thought of as traditionally impoverished um, from time to time. So um, diapers as a commodity are relatively expensive. The typical person who has a diapered child spends about $100 a month on diapers, and that's not an insignificant cost, but that's um, compounded by families who are otherwise regularly in poverty. Um, because they're not able to buy diapers in bulk if they don't have a large amount of disposable income to buy. And so the cost per diaper goes up considerably if you're buying in smaller quantities. Um, or they're not able to get online deals if they can't buy with a credit card, etc. Um, and they experience ongoing need because the expense of diapers is not supported by other federal assistance programs. Um, things like WIC, SNAP, and TANF. Um, supplement families financially for things like food, housing, etc. But none of those address diaper costs. And so that really comes out of a family's probably small discretionary. Well, that's why I was funds. wondering whether like food stamps or whatever would cover that it's a necessity, but um, it's not covered by any of the government programs. Then you have that exactly right. Diapering wow. your child is absolutely a basic need and something every parent should be able um, to feel like they can provide for their child, even if they need support in doing so, and it's currently not supported. Well, if I understand correctly, since 2016, um, the diaper bank has distributed more than 300,000 diapers in the Syracuse area. Um, that's a lot. So how does this work? Does someone go, does someone have to learn about the diaper bank and go there and say that they need diapers, or how do they... How do they get connected? So it depends on which agency, uh, community partner agency, the um, family is um, receiving their diapers from. But just as you said, um, the awareness has to be out there in the community. And a surprising number of families who could benefit from a diaper bank are not aware of them. That's nationally, not just a local issue. So one of the aims of the diaper bank is both to address diaper need by providing the diapers themselves, but also to make people aware of what's out there. Um, so the Central New York Diaper Bank partners with um, around 15 agencies in the community, and that can range from food banks to churches to the rescue mission. We're just one of the partner agencies. Um, for families who come to our clinic, because we have this wonderful sustaining supply from the Central New York Diaper Bank, it allows us to screen families at their well-child visits for diaper needs. So if you have a child under three, 
while my wonderful nurses are putting them in a room, they ask the families if that's something um, they're experiencing. And if they screen positive, then they receive a supply of diapers right there in clinic the same day. They also get information from us about what other community agencies are out there that they can um, utilize if they have need outside of times they're in our office. So they're, they're screened to make sure that there really is a need and they're not, I mean, anyone would probably be happy with a small child, be happy to receive diapers, but you screen to make sure that there's a bona fide need. And I would argue um, that really any family qualifying for other assistance programs may be experiencing diaper need at some, if not all times. So it's really not hard to determine if someone is eligible, but also remember that some families who might have on paper really impressive income can have circumstantial financial difficulties that would make it more challenging and experience diaper need. And we really haven't found there have been there's been anyone sinister in the community coming to get diapers that didn't need them. It's really been a positive experience. The um, potential naysayers, I think, have been quieted by the fact that this really is a need, and the families have, when surveyed, demonstrated this has been a tremendous both mental and physical benefit for their families. There's a tremendous stress reduction when you know that you can provide diapers for your baby. And let me uh, tell listeners that uh, they can get more information at cnydiaperbank.org online. Um, and also, this is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith. I'm talking with Assistant Professor of Pediatrics, Dr. Winterberry. Um, and I have some other questions for you. I read um, an article where you said that you and the other faculty here at Upstate train residents to practice pediatrics in a culturally humble way. Um, what does that mean? Uh, we want residents to recognize that a family's choices, both social family values, the way they approach medical care, and their life experience up until the time they walk in our door may be very different than ours, but no less valid. And by ours, I mean those in the medical establishment, That not that we're homogenous people otherwise, but um, that by virtue of becoming a physician or provider, your life may look differently than the families you're caring for, and um, that Understanding the families you're caring for helps you provide better care to them. It also means understanding that for a socioeconomically challenged population, there are things that unless you recognize them and address them may be affecting their decision-making, their ability to, ability to carry out care plans, etc. Um, the catchphrase for this is social determinants of health, so things about the families. Um, life outside the office that um, may place stressors or trauma on them or their children and um, how they're able to interact with the medical system. So social determinants of health is kind of a big phrase, but those are things like um, whether a family has transportation or adequate food, right? Absolutely. So things that um, people less economically challenged might take for granted um, can really make it difficult for a family um, even from the beginning to bond with a child. So if um, you can imagine if a mother, to use the example of diaper need, is worried she may not be able to diaper her baby, that stress can be um, quite impactful. Uh, things like transportation to and from visits, um, having stable and safe housing, being able to keep the utilities running, food insecurity, um, families who are even those who are supported by federal assistance programs um, still may experience food insecurity um, in a way that can be quite challenging for them. Uh, let me ask you this, with, the, with Diaper Bank um, in operation, 
is that designed to help um, relieve some of the poverty in Syracuse, or do you see that getting better at all? Um, I think the solutions to poverty are really complex and a multi-pronged issue. Um, I see the diapers we're supplying to families as a means to a a specific end. So obviously our our supplemental supply of diapers is not solely solving problems for any family, but what it might make the difference of is allowing a parent to drop their child off at daycare. So if you have enough diapers to send your child to daycare, you can then go look for work or go to school or complete an educational program or go to work yourself. Um, And one might say those are potential benefits, but do they actually bear out? And thankfully, Um, The Diaper Bank of Connecticut and University of Connecticut have done recently some great research that objectifies this. Um, They studied families who were receiving a diaper supply um, in in their area in Connecticut and were able to demonstrate um, reduced instances of things like diaper rash and urinary tract infections and therefore saved medical costs and increased economic outcomes for the families themselves. So if you can go to school, go to work, finish whatever degree you're working on, um, it does make a very tangible difference for the family. And I think that's only one way to go about it. There are lots of um, systemic issues to be addressed um, to address poverty in our city. Um, We're just trying to sort of on a child-by-child basis make one less thing stressful for families who may otherwise be struggling. Wow. Well, it's... Certainly good news that you're um, involved in this, and I appreciate you being here to talk about it. Um, My guest has been Dr. Winter Berry, an assistant professor of pediatrics at Upstate. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.